What's up, guys? This is the Dirt Bike Channel Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Brotherson. Today is like, I don't know, day 20, day 29, day 30 of the COVID-19 pandemic. And it seems like the, the rails, the train has come off the track here in so many ways uh, around the world. But I am still trying to do my thing here. Uh, I'm still locked up in the basement. It is 5.03 p.m. right now as I'm recording this in my basement office at my house on April 7th. Some of you guys are going to actually hear this podcast today on April 7th, and that will give you some sort of an idea of how long it takes me to edit these things and get them out to you. I have been stuck in my office doing so many uh, YouTube-related things and editing video and then just getting my website ready for my Dirt Bike Channel sweepstakes that is coming up here in the next little bit. I've been creating ads to run on Facebook. I've been creating uh, assets and different things and videos to upload and uh, making little videos and little pictures and everything because in just about a week from right now on April 15th, I'm going to be um, starting that dirt bike channel sweepstakes where I'm giving away three different dirt bikes. Yes, I will be giving away a 2020 Beta 300R R race edition. I'll also be giving away a 2020 Yamaha YZ 250FX and then my old trusty 2019 KTM 300XCW TPI. That All three of those bikes are going to be up for grabs. The sweepstakes starts April 15th. I really wish I could have started it on April 1st before all you guys spent all your money and it was all gone because so many of you might be furloughed. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. I hope everyone is happy and healthy and safe and uh, hope that you know we can get through this as, as quick as we can. I know it's a real thing. We've got people close to us that have uh, you know, relatively close to us that have been, you know, become ill and uh, fighting for their lives. So it's it's a real deal. We've been staying home. We haven't gone anywhere. I went to the store once in three weeks. Um, yeah, so it's uh, kind of one of those deals. We're trying to do our part uh, and stay home so we can slow the spread of that pandemic. But today, rather than talk about pandemics, I want to talk about 250 versus 300 CC two strokes. So if you have topic suggestions for this podcast, email them to me, Kyle at dirtbikechannel.com. I respond to all emails. Um, it's going to be hard for me to respond to your emails when the sweepstakes starts because there's so freaking much email coming through, but I do eventually get to everyone's email. And if you send me a podcast suggestion over to Kyle at dirtbikechannel.com, I uh, put it on the pile and you know, I've got a big list of things that I go through. Um, and so, yeah, I can throw it on the pile. I get enough email about this specific subject, 250 versus 300, that I thought it would be worthwhile for us to just talk about it here for a few minutes on the podcast. Um, you know, the funny thing about this is most of the people out there, uh, most people don't even, they, they, don't, they don't think about this. They just go get the 300. And the reason why they do is just because it's the biggest one. The, if, if you're talking like two strokes now, modern day two strokes, you know, whether you're KTM, Beta, Husqvarna, Gas Gas, Sherco, um, you should be making a 300 two-stroke because it's an extremely popular bike. It's extremely versatile. And uh, hello, Yamaha, you, you've got the 250. You should just, you should. And people make big bore kits for your YZ250 or your YZ250X. You guys should just bring that out as another model. It would be so easy for them. I do not, for the life of me, understand a, why they don't update the YZ250X or the YZ250 and put it into a YZ, uh, you know, a YZ250F's new frame. And you can tell me, like, oh, it wouldn't fit because, you know, their new 
their new motor on their four stroke is tilted backwards and so it won't fit in there. I'm like, well, then let's change the position of the motor mounts. I'm, I, it can't be that hard. Anyway, I digress. I, I don't know why Yamaha doesn't make a 302 stroke because they would sell like crazy. They already sell their YZ250X and their YZ250 um, still, even though they haven't updated it for 15, 16, 17 years. I don't know why they don't just punch out the, you know, the cylinder on these other bikes and make a 300. But tons of guys out there just buy the biggest thing that there is. And so there's a lot of guys that'll just buy a KTM 300 or a beta 300 because they think it's better. They think that bigger is better and bigger is not always better. It depends what you want to do. And it depends what your goals are. It depends what type of riding you want to do. It depends on what your personality is. And the other thing that I, and the only reason I know this is just from trying different bikes and different bikes over and over and over. There are very, very subtle differences between a 252 stroke and a 302 stroke. For all intents and purposes, they make essentially the same amount of power. So if you were to put these on dynos, and I've looked at dyno charts of people doing this, um, the bikes make within maybe a horsepower or two of one another. And if you think that you can tell the difference between one horsepower and one less horsepower, um, good for you when you're riding the bike. I cannot, and I don't think that 99% of the people out there can feel that difference. And so even if you find some dyno chart uh, don't send it to me because I, I've ridden these bikes enough. I own them at the same time, even right now, um, such that I'm like, yeah, there are subtle differences, but for all intents and purpose, for all intents, they make about the same amount of power. It's just kind of where that power is delivered in the RPM range and what the kind of personality is on that torque spectrum. And so it's funny because you know, these bikes, these motors definitely have a personality. You know, I talked about this in, you know, if I could only have one bike, I talked about it about six months ago on the podcast back in October. Um, if you haven't listened to that one, you should go back and do it. Um, but, but these bikes do have, they have their own personality. Each motor has its own personality. They all kind of have like their own little nuances and they have kind of a personality. A 250 versus 300, the mo- most of that to me is just kind of what its personality is. And so I'll get to my, uh, and also I, I just want to mention, I think the differences are so subtle that I do believe that most of you out there listening to this, if I brought you to my house and I covered up the stickers on my bikes, let's say I've got a, um, because I, I did this earlier in the year when I had a, well, I guess it was late last year in 2019, I had a KTM 300 XC and a KTM 250 XC, and they were both 2020 models. And I fully believe that if I covered the stickers on those bikes when I had them at the same time, and I took, and you got, we went for a ride, I fully believe that I could trick you. I'm not 100% sure I could tell the difference between the bikes if you only give me just like a couple minutes. If you give me 20, 15, an hour, I think, I think I would be able to determine it, but I'm not willing to bet my life on it. I do believe though, that they have these little different personalities, which then I tend to feel when I'm on the bike. And so, you know, what's my favorite. I'm going to get to that at the end of the, at the end of the podcast. The question is, if you, if you're asking me like, should you go 250, should you go 300? Um, it's, it's really going to come down to your personality. The other thing I just wanted to mention here is it's kind of crazy because if you take a 200 CC two stroke 
and you compare it to a 250. The 250 is way different than the 200. Those two bikes are extremely different. It feels like the 250 has way more power, way more power, way more lively. And so you would think that it would be the same going from the 250 to the 300, but it's not. It's, it's weird because in, in, in motors and in displacement, there's like this law of diminishing returns. And the 250 is just like this really good sweet spot. And so is the 300. But you get bigger than that. And then they just kind of get unruly and, and just, I don't know, just kind of weird, I think. Like the 380s and, and the 500s, they just get weird. I know there's a lot of guys out that are that think the KX500 or the CR500 is the best thing ever, but it's not the best thing ever. They don't make them anymore for a reason. But um, it's just kind of funny how the difference between a 250 and a 350 or a, a 200 and a 250 is big and it's crazy. And then the difference between the 250 and the 300 is very subtle. I find that kind of interesting. Um, so what is your personality? And what do you like to do? And what purpose do you want to have this bike for? And where are you going to be taking it? And what gear are you going to be riding in? And where do you, you know, where are you riding most of the time? Let's talk about this stuff in general terms, because that really does answer the question for which you should buy, if it should be a 300, if it should be a 250. And I also want you to, if you're out there searching for a used bike or even a new bike, you're searching maybe for leftover bikes. I know a lot of times guys will buy a new bike, but they'll buy it like a leftover model. Here we are in the spring of 2020. And if you could find like a leftover 2019 KTM 250 XE or KTM 300 XE, I would say just look for both of them because it might be a lot easier to actually find the, the 2019 250XE right now and save some money um, on that one. And so, so many times we get just laser tunnel vision focusing like, I know I have to have a 300. I know I have to have a 300. When so many of you guys out there would actually be happier with a 250. So we'll talk about that a little bit here. You know, your personality makes a big difference on here. Um, you where you ride and, and how fast you ride, those things make a big difference because it plays into the personality of these motors. So, I mean, if you're a younger person, generally speaking, and you're more of, you know, the 250 almost makes a lot more sense for the younger guy. The 300 makes, in some general senses, a little bit more sense for an older gentleman or just somebody who wants to be lower down in the RPMs. Um, so, let's talk about that here a little bit. Let's start with the 250. Let's talk about the 250's kind of domain where it excels. Um, it, and, and I also just want to say it can do anything. The, the 250 can do anything a 300 can do and vice versa. The 300 can do anything the 250 can do. Just they'll do things, um, you know, they're, they're a little bit more geared one way or the other. So in the 250, if I'm just speaking in general terms, because I have this, I get this email a lot. So I would just say, look, where, where are you riding? Is it more wooded uh, is it, or is it more wide open? You know, is it more slower, like nasty, rocky stuff, or is it fast and flowing? You know, and if it's, if we're talking about the general terms here, if you're going to get a 250, it, it plays nicely and it really suits itself. It suits its domain if the terrain is more wide open and it's a little bit faster um, because the 250, what it wants you to do what it rewards you for doing is holding gears a little bit longer. You know, you, the, this, the power of the 250 comes just a little bit higher in the RPM range. Um, that power band <laughs> comes a little bit higher in the RPM range. By the way, side note, 
when I was a kid and clear up until, I don't know, I was probably, <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say, but I would say 17, 18, 19. I thought power band was like a thing. Remember when you, <laughs> remember when you're a kid and maybe, maybe I'm the only one, but I don't think I am. You're a kid and you're like, Oh, Hey, does your, uh, does your dirt bike have power band or, or does your, it was like, does it have a thing? The, instead of the power band being the RPM, you know, the, the power curve or whatever, I thought, because my friends and everyone, this is how we would talk about it, like power band was a thing. Like you could have a bike or a four-wheeler or something and your four-wheeler could also have power band. Like it could have it or not. And the, re- <laughs> the reason why we thought this is at the time, um, I had like a Suzuki 230 quad runner, you know, little four-stroke four-wheeler or whatever. And the power curve is so linear that you just, you know, it's just linear or whatever. And then, you know, a buddy has like a little two-stroke, like a little YZ or a little RM. I guess it was a CR. It would have been in like a CR65 or a CR85. And that bike is like, no, 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 no on the power. And then it just like zips up and it gets into, quote, power band. Are you in power band? That was, it wasn't, are you in the power band? It's like, are you in power band? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm just talking to myself, but we thought power band was just like this extra add on that they put on some of these two strokes. Oh, that two stroke over there has power band. The, <laughs> the truth is they all have a power band and the two fifties power band is a little bit higher in the RPM range. And so it's going to uh, reward you for hanging onto those gears just a little bit longer. And so if I'm talking to a person and they say that they ride desert, like they're in Southern California or they're just in more wide open terrain, they like, they like the third, the third, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth gear type stuff. That's one thing I'll ask people. I'll be like, "Are you more of a first and second gear rider? Or are you more of a third, fourth gear rider?" And if they tell me third, fourth gear rider, then I'm like, you know what? I think the 250 is probably gonna reward you a little better. I think you're gonna like that a little bit more, you know, because those you you hang on to the gears a little bit longer, and the bike just has this. Um, playful, more alive. It almost feels like it's more alive. And it is just such a joy to ride a 250 if it's tuned because it just kind of like, it's got a lot of torque and it pulls super hard in the mid-range and then it isn't quite as flat on top. It, 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 you know, it rounds off. I mean, it's not like four strokes. The four strokes of modern day four strokes right now, they just rev, you know, you, you just get on it and it'll rev from, 2000 RPMs all the way up to 13,000 RPMs and make power almost all the way. You know, the two strokes don't do that. They sign off and they kind of flatten off at the top a little bit more, but the 250 will just feel a little bit more alive. It'll feel, it'll pull harder for a little bit longer and they're just so fun. And we, we mentioned it before, but the 250 literally it can do, it isn't just that it's for the wide open stuff. It can do the nasty, it can do the gnarly stuff just like the 300 can do, you know, the 300 has that kind of reputation for it to go anywhere bike. The 250 is also a go anywhere bike. The 250cc two stroke has more low end grunt than basically any of those four strokes out there. And it's not going to stall as fast. You're not going to need like a recluse auto clutch on your 252 stroke or your 302 stroke. I know, I know some guys put them on there, you know, for different reasons. Maybe they got carpal tunnel in their hands or, or whatever. If you've got a good reason for using a recluse, that's fine. I, not going to say anything about that. What I'm saying though is you don't have to have it because it's going to stall like you would on some of these other four strokes. Like even a 254 stroke, it'll stall like crazy. You know, a 454 stroke, 500 four stroke, they stall fast. 
These 250s don't do that. And they actually have a little bit softer bottom end than a 300, you know, no kidding, Kyle. We're going to get to that in the middle in, in, in a little bit. But that little bit softer bottom end actually makes some things kind of easier. Like I would say if you're doing pivot turns, the little bit like pivot turn is where you can, you try to compress your front fork and then you, you give a little bit, a little blip of throttle and, a, and, a, and pop the clutch a little bit to get the front end of the bike to just stand up and then kind of pivot around. You know, if you're in a tight situation, I love practicing pivot turns. They're very, very helpful and they can, they can, um, you know, help you save a lot of energy and save a lot of time. And I almost feel like on a 250, because it's a little bit softer bottom end, it's almost a little bit more forgiving to get the front end up, but not up too high. I feel like on the 300, you've got so much power. Sometimes you go and you give this little blip to, you know, pop the front wheel up and it, it comes up so fast. It kind of comes up too fast. And, and now you, and obviously you can practice all this and everything, but because I'm always switching bikes all the time, one day I might be on a 254 stroke. The next time I might be on a 302 stroke. The next time I might be on a 252 stroke. The next time I might be on a 200, you know, the point is I'm just switching bikes all the time. And just for whatever reason, the 250 with that softer bottom end, it isn't all about just let's get more power and everything's going to be easier. Sometimes that softer bottom end, a little bit, you know, it helps you with traction you know, because you'll be on the clutch a little bit more on the 250 if you're in the, in the slower, nastier stuff. So you'll be feathering the clutch just a little bit more. And it's almost like it just gets really good traction because of that, you know? So generally speaking, 250 is good for more wide open stuff, faster flowing stuff, but don't let it fool you because it can do the fast. I mean, the gnarly stuff as well. It's just like, um, it's, it's a lover you know, not a fighter, but it's also a fighter. So don't, so don't get any ideas. Um, okay. Moving over to the 300, where does the 300 shine? So the 300 shines in the tighter, slower, more rocky, more nasty, more rutted, more technical terrain. That's where the 300 is just, it, it totally changed my life getting on a 300 two stroke because of the advantage, the advantages that it gives you. And because of its resisting to stalling because of its luggable tractor-like nature. And they're quiet too. I mean, because you can ride those things, the 250s and the 300s, but the 300s even more so, you can ride the 300 so low down in the RPM range that it's really hard to tell that the thing is running unless you're right by it. I mean, we get, the two strokes have this weird rap from I don't know where, that like they're loud. Obviously, every dirt bike is loud, but a 300 two-stroke, you can ride the thing so low on the RPM range, you can't even tell it's there. You can sneak up on deer. You know, if I, I, I'm reminded of various times that I've been out and I've been with buddies and they come around, I'm like, where are they? Even my dad, you know, if he's out riding with me and I need to get, dad and I need to get out and do some riding uh, this summer. But I specifically remember one of the last, one of the times I was riding with him and I was getting worried, like, is he coming? And then all of a sudden he comes, he just comes right around because I was waiting, 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 couldn't hear anything. Surely I can hear him. And then he just comes right around the corner that wasn't even very far from me. And I saw him before I even heard him, you know, because you can ride those things so low down the RPM range that they're just almost whisper quiet. And I don't have like quiet silencers on them. You know, so th that's where the 300 really can come in. I mean, if you're going to do the slower, you want to shift early. Uh, 
Um, the 300 is really there. First gear and second gear stuff is where that bike is really happy and where they really shine. And that's something that has happened on the modern big bore two strokes is they've just gotten to the point where you don't have to rev them out a ton. I mean, in back in the olden days, it was like you had to, you know, ride that bike super hard. Otherwise you're going to foul the plug. Well, I've been on rides where we never get over 3000 RPMs for hour after hour after hour. We're not fouling plugs. As long as you're not, as long as you don't throw too much fuel at the thing, they don't foul. And so if you're going to be, if you're, if you're happy place, if where you love it is, you know, in the gnarly stuff and it's in first gear, it's in second gear, um, get yourself a 300. You know, that's where that bike is really going to be happy. And that's where you're going to have the most benefit, you know, of a 300. Um, lower RPMs are your friend. You get to have a lot of traction. You get to have just shifting early, lugging that thing around, running it quiet. That doesn't mean for any, for even one moment that you can't go out there and scream a 300, but it's just because the 300 can go just as fast as the 250 and, you know, vice versa. It's just where it's a little bit more comfortable, where it's just a little bit more in its comfort zone is in that slower first gear, second gear type stuff. I've often said, though, that my favorite, my favorite spot on any of these dirt bikes is in third gear. You get out on a nice single track trail, even if it is a little bit nastier or if it is, you know, super flowy. By the time you get into third gear, oh my gosh. Have you guys have you guys watched the movie uh, Ford versus Ferrari? We watched this a couple weeks ago, and there's a line in there where uh, I think it's Carroll Shelby, and he's talking about, and he goes, he goes, there's a point at seven thousand RPMs, and I'm gonna butcher it right now because I don't have the quote in front of me, but it's it's so cool because he's like, there's a point at about seven seven thousand RPMs where you cease to be you cease to be man and machine, and you just meld together, and suddenly. You are one being, one unit moving through space and time. It's a really cool, it's a cool movie and it's a cool line. You should go, you should go watch that movie. But that's kind of how I feel about, um, especially if I'm in a 250 and I get into third gear. I get into third gear and then all of a sudden everything else melts away. And there's no taxes. There's no COVID-19 there's no relationship troubles. There's no addiction. There's no stress. There's just me and third gear. And I love it. And that generally happens to me, that feeling, that euphoria that I'm talking about generally happens on 250 for me. It has happened many, many times on, on a 300, but I've just noticed over the last few years, I get that exact feeling to me more if I'm on a 252 stroke. Now you may be totally different. I ride with people who are different and they would achieve that kind of Zen state or whatever on their 300, but just know that there is enough of a difference where I do have more of a favorite. You know, my 250XC is awesome for the fast open desert. And there's no place that I've ever been to where I'm like, well, this is too nasty for this 250XC. I'm not going to go there. But, but right now I'm, I'm kind of blessed where I've got, 
you know, I had a really good job before I started doing dirt bike channel full time. And so I had, was able to put some money away in the bank and, and start dirt bike channel with some money here in the bank. And then all I've really been trying to do is not lose it. I'm not, I'm not getting rich, rich by dirt, doing dirt bike channel. I'm just working my guts out for anywhere from eight to 16 hours per day, trying not to lose all my money and try to figure out how to, you know, continue to make money with different revenue streams with dirt bike channel so that it doesn't just drain my stinking bank accounts, which it kind of does, but I'm just, I'm just trying to maintain. And I, and because of that, how I got into this and, and was able to had a, had a really good job and was able to save up some money. I'm in a position where I can have more than one dirt bike at a time. And because of that, what I've been doing is I've been keeping a 250 and a 300 around at the same time at both times, you know, I've, I've got a 250 and a 300 and that is literally the sweet spot for me because if it's going to be like just awesome ride or whatever, and I'm, I know we're going to have a blast and we're going to have a whole mix of terrain could be some nasty stuff, could be some fast stuff, whatever, just, you know, your general ride. I want to take a 250, give me a 250 XC, uh, two stroke. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be the best, but there are some of those rides that we do that is just going to be more of what I call a training ride where it's going to get nasty and it's going to be what we'd call. Of course, I can't call it hard enduro because you guys know I don't, I don't do hard enduro because there's never like a flagman. There's ne- it's never an official race. So, so we do what we call quote soft enduro rides. And if I'm going to go on a really nasty purpose-built soft enduro ride where I'm just going to be looking at this as a training opportunity, a training exercise I'm not saying I don't have fun because we do have fun, but some of the times it is a little miserable. I'm going to take my 300. And honestly, at this point, especially now in 2020, where, where the 300 XCW has gotten so good, I have a 300 XCW now. I have a 2020 300 XCW, and that is my, now my hard enduro bike. I put a bunch of protective parts on it. I've got you know radiator fan on that bike, and if it's going to be nasty and whatever and gnarly, I'm going to take the 300. But for any of these other trails, I'll take a 250XC. And so the perfect bike for me is 250, or the perfect situation for me is to have a 250XC KTM. It's just, they're more polished than all the other stuff. I've got other bikes. I've got right now in my possession, I have KTM, Yamaha, Beta, and a Sherco trials bike. Not Sherco. I shouldn't say that. It's a gas, (laughs) it's a gas, gas trials bike. There's just a little bit more polish on the KTMs. There just is. I don't care. I don't care who makes them. I just want to ride the one that I think gives me the best advantages, has the most polish. Right now it's the KTMs overall. That doesn't mean that these other bikes don't have some really good features and, and aren't good at certain things because they are. But the but right now, you if I can only have two, if I can have two bikes, it's going to be a 250XC KTM and a 300XCW KTM. And my favorite it's kind of funny because, and I've already alluded to this, but if you would have asked me this back in 2012, 2014, 2015, 2016, and the first, um, maybe 10, 10 and a half, 11 months, if you would have asked me for the first 11 and a half, 11 months of 2017, what is my favorite bike? I would have said a 300 CC, 300 CC two stroke. They're amazing. They're incredible. They're all around bikes. They can do just about anything, you know, and so many riders have just attested to this and it's awesome. And it would have been, it was my favorite all-time bike, you know, at, the, at that point through all of those years. 
Make me pick today though, and it's the 250cc. 250cc bike. This started back in 2017. I already alluded to it. I guess really it started in the 2017 model year. It started really in the fall of 2016 when they came out with the KTM uh, 2017 bikes. I went out and we got a 300XC and then just on a whim, and I guess maybe it was the early in the spring of 2017 that I got the 250XC. And we started to do some back-to-back trail rides with it and different tests here and different tests there. And over the course of that year, I just slowly evolved to the point where I'm like, you know what? This 250 is just kind of picking at me. And it's just kind of picking, you know? You can, you can kind of envision someone just like picking at a desk or whatever. You know, you're in school and you've got like a little mark in the desk and you just start picking the desk while you're listening to the instructor, you know, and pretty soon you're making that little pick area. You're, you're kind of digging it out and you're making kind of like a little hole in the desk right now. Right. And the, and the instructor, he keeps going, teacher keeps going with the lecture, keeps going with the lecture. You keep coming to class. Next thing you know, you've actually picked a hole in the top of that desk, you're like, wait, over the last month, I've actually, <laughs> I've actually made a big difference here. And I've picked a hole in the top of this desk with just my fingernail. That's what happened to me in 2017 when I was riding 250 and a 300 back to back. One ride was 250, one, one ride was 300. And then we jump back and forth. And slowly over time, I just began to like the personality and the power delivery and the overall playfulness and the lighter feel of the 250. I sat there picking at the desk, and now it's my pick, the 250. So my question to you is, have you tried a 250? I know there's a ton of people out there that are listening to this that think that KTM 300 or their Husky 300 or their Beta 300 or their Sherco 300 or their Gas Gas 300 is the best thing ever. And I'm not here telling you that it isn't. But I would ask, have you given a good shot to a 250? Because if you do, you might end up being like me. And that thing might end up kind of pulling at you and picking at you. And you might change your mind. Ultimately, it's all up to you, and it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me what color bike you ride. It doesn't matter to me what displacement bike you ride. I don't care if it's four-stroke. I don't care if it's two-stroke. What I care about is that you get out and you do it, and you share this passion with other people. It is. I've never seen anything in my life that took over like dirt bikes have. You guys know I've had a lot of different interests in you know throughout the course of my life. Ugh. <sighs> nothing has kind of stuck and kind of made as much of a mark as this one has. And then by the grace of God and by whatever else and hard work, and I was able to kind of turn this into a way to quasi support my family (laughs) or at least just maintain, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with Dirt Bike Channel, but I like it. I like to be able to do this. I work harder now than ever. I was just telling my wife, man, I wish I could, you know, we're, we're going to try to do something as a family tomorrow. And so I am literally working 12 hours today to try to get everything in that I want to get in because I know I'm not going to be able to respond to people's emails tomorrow. And it's like, man, there's more pressure on me now than ever before, but I like it. And it's, uh, it's rewarding. 
and I hope that you guys enjoy the content. If you want to support Dirt Bike Channel, you can do that a number of different ways. You can use my links with Rocky Mountain ATV. If you go to my website, right on the homepage of my website, there is a link right there which tells you, which has, hey, here's Kyle's parts links. Here's Kyle's Rocky Mountain ATV links. Here's Kyle's favorite parts and tools and gear. It's all right there. I've built out a bunch of different pages within Rocky Mountain ATV, which shows you gear that I like and favorite uh, you know, tubes and tires and wear items and trusted oil and chemicals, shop tools. You can use those links. That is a very good way to do it. You can also make a monthly donation on Patreon or on PayPal. Either one works for me. Um, and then we have these Dirt Bike Channel sweepstakes coming up very, very soon. April 15th will be the day that we're unveiling this thing. And please go in there. If, if I've added value to your life, buy a shirt, buy a hat, buy a hoodie, buy a bar pad, buy tie downs, buy whatever it is. If I've got it, that'd be a great way to support me. Okay. I think that's all I've got, guys. Go out there, stay safe, stay healthy, and leave a single track. Thanks.